0: My right there. Okay, music's done. Okay. You ready? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ville House Podcast. I
1: don't like that.
0: <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> that was weird, right? I thought I'd try something new and it just didn't work out. <laughs> welcome everybody to the Ville House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Stop laughing at me.
1: <laughs> I just didn't like that at all. <laughs>
0: it caught you off guard <laughs> you should have seen your face I was startled if we were on YouTube you'd be able to catch it and everybody would be laughing I know uh, we're back after a brief hiatus that's your fault it is my fault I will take the blame for that Um, I just like, want
1: you guys to know that on multiple days every day of the week we missed I was like we should do a podcast we should do a podcast and every time that's in between work and injuries and competitions and homework but we have just been crazy busy which is not an excuse because we haven't had
0: time are excuses they're valid but i mean there's no reason that we shouldn't have podcast podcasted podcast we'll put out a second one this week for you guys yeah we'll put out a second one but it was a really busy two weeks um the biggest thing, like well, we had competition for the girls this this past weekend, which was we did. was awesome. It was the first was gymnastics amazing. competition and they did really well for the first time being. So uh twenty thirty two Olympics, here we come. <laughs> uh but we'll, we'll talk be, about that in yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Before that, like uh I got hurt again, freaking lifting weights, deadlifting again. Uh, on using a trap bar, which I thought was gonna help, and it didn't. I mean, it it does, but it didn't because my dumbass didn't warm up properly. And
1: and you're old. And I'm and and I'm <laughs>
0: fucking old. Damn it. But you're and, cute. And I'm old, and it's just it's so frustrating. Like, uh, so I went out to work out in the garage in the morning, uh, like before work, before getting ready or whatever, and. It's like five in the morning, so it's cold in the garage. It was cold here in San Angelo. It was like in the teens uh, during the morning. So it's cold in the garage. I had my sweater on and stuff, and I warmed up for like five minutes, which is not a proper warm-up for somebody that's going to be 40 in a few years. Um, So you should spend a lot more time warming up and then actually get a good workout. I didn't do that, and part of my workout involved – deadlifts, well, trap bar lifts, so a little more leverage, and not as taxing on your back, although that didn't help in this case, and as soon as I finished my 10th rep on, like, my second round, I think, um, my back just went crazy, and I collapsed to the ground, and I was more pissed off than I was, like, in pain. You were in pain. Well, yeah, I was in pain, (laughs) but, uh, so, like, my, my back spasmed. The last time I hurt my back, I think something like shift, like I slipped a disc or something. Yeah. I don't remember what I did, but it popped, and it was just it was weird. But this one, like I felt like something shift. Um. But, uh, I don't know. I just like my legs. Coll- I I collapsed. <laughs> I was laying on my back, and I I didn't feel the pain yet. Um. But I wiggled like my feet or my toes, my feet, and then my legs. I was like, okay, I'm good. Um. And I was just pissed off. I was fucking angry because, like, I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be injured. You've
1: had this injury, like, three times.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, like, I keep on telling myself, like, it's okay. I can, I can still deadlift. If I just work up to it, I can do heavier and heavier weights. But that's becoming more of a problem. And, like, with the more injuries that I have, the worse it's going to get. So, And then I was frustrated because, like, oh, man, like, now I'm going to be out of training or out of working out for another week or two or however long it takes for this shit to get over with, um, so I was just like laying on the ground, just frustrated. And then when I try to get up, that's when the pain was like, "Oh, okay, there it is." And and it's weird, like with the back injuries like that, um, because it only hurts when you like stand a certain way or when you bend a certain way or whatever. Like after I got up from from that, I like lifted myself. Uh, up on on the box that was nearby and then I stood up and then when I stood up straight it wasn't bad uh I took a step with my right leg wasn't bad and then as soon as I stepped with my left leg it was just like shooting pain it's like oh crap so then I start leaning a certain way to figure out where it doesn't hurt but I can like shuffle along and yeah and then so that's like uh that's when I like shuffled over. woke you up. I was like, Hey, I hurt my back. <laughs> I think I would need to go to the doctor or something. I ended up going to, uh, to the doctor and got a bunch of drugs and I was good. But like I laid down before going to the doctor and when I got back up, it hurt even more. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so like, obviously I'm not a medical professional,
1: so I don't like have a lot of say in it, but <clears> throat> my throat is scratchy today. Um, but it looks like your muscle tore away from where it connects on the spine because it it'll no joke look like somebody took an apple and just shoved it underneath your skin. Yeah. But it's about like two and a half, three inches away like to the right side of your spine. Um and when you push it, like in certain areas it doesn't hurt, but like when you get closer toward your spine, you like can feel yourself jerk. Um and they gave you, like, medicine there, obviously. And then they gave you a muscle relaxer. But the muscle relaxer has not toned down that knot at all. Like, obviously, you're not in as much pain. You can walk normal. Um, sitting or standing for long periods of time is kind of painful, which was not conducive to sitting in a gymnastics competition all weekend. But mm-hmm. um, but the, the muscle relaxer will typically, besides making you sleep for hours on end, yes. will typically, like, release the strain in those muscles and that knot has not gone down at all so that's why you need to go back to the doctor but you're freaking stubborn so you haven't made an appointment no
0: i will but because yeah as soon as like the nurse lifted up my shirt she was like oh (laughs) like i see it and she she like she was touching around it and she was asking like there does it hurt there there i was like no 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 and then she's like okay ready and then she like with what it felt like one finger she touched the I guess the apple-sized thing. She apple probably pushed it thing. hard. She, yeah, she pressed it, and I was like, ah! <laughs> uh, she's like, yeah, that's it. She's like, it looks like there's a fist in your back.
1: That's exactly what it looks like. I yeah. was
0: like, oh, shit. And, uh, and it's
1: hard. It's not like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's like a, just a huge knot, but it's yeah. almost like, this is a horrible example, but have you ever, like, shaved an area of your body like your leg or your arm and then the skin goes yes (laughs) like like circles up in the razor um it's almost like that happened to your muscle like your muscle tore and then it just circled up and now it's just in a huge knot there and it may not be a muscle it may be like a tendon or a ligament or something but it's like it just it tore away and it just because it's not You've been taking the muscle relaxer since when? Since last Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. And the knot has not at all dissipated. Like it is the same size.
0: Yeah. So without doing like x-rays or MRIs or anything, they chalked it up to muscle spasms. Which I thought muscle spasms were like shocks in the nervous system or something like that. And... um. But this is like the muscle just knotted up in my back. And I think I have some like secondary effects from it yeah. where my neck stiffened up really bad. And then if anybody's a doctor out there and listen to this and tell me like, please let me know if I need to go to the doctor right now. It's like, hey, this is not good. But I plan on seeing the doctor anyway. Yeah. But like my neck stiffened up so bad on the left side. And I'm like doing what everybody does, you Google your symptoms, and uh, anyways, it says, like, you probably have a pinched nerve, and that's what it was, that's what I think it is, but when I go to the doc, we'll find out, I guess, but I think I have a pinched nerve in my neck or in my back that, like, shoots up to your neck and then out to your arm, Um, and I think it was a result of the back injury, like, something was thrown out of whack or the muscle spasm, like put some pressure on a specific, but I don't know what I'm saying, but I think that has something to do with it. And
1: yeah, we, you definitely need to go probably have like an MRI done just to see, you know, what, what it is that caused it. Um, and then if not necessarily what caused it, but you'll know how to better treat it because the emergency room is just, they're so overcrowded with covid patients and everything they're basically like here's some medicine follow up with your pcm like <laughs> hope you feel better pretty much um, but i knew it was bad when she was like it happened on wednesday last week wednesday mm-hmm. and she was like don't go back to work until monday yeah. i was like oh man <laughs> like um because most of the time doctors will be like okay you can take have a day off like take today off or whatever but To give somebody an entire week off, that's serious business.
0: Yeah. And I felt stupid because (laughs) I was using a damn cane to shuffle along. And even when I got the cane, the cane we have because we use it as a prop for the girls. A hundred days of school. They were like an old lady. Yeah, like a costume. So it was just a prop and we still have it around because they play with it or whatever. And I was trying to figure out like what side I needed it on. So I used it on the right side. I was like, oh, no, this still hurts. And then I used it on the left side, I was like, okay, this is this feels a little bit better. Um
1: You were a real but, old man.
0: Yes. But uh <laughs> when I when I first laid down on the couch, like waiting uh for you to like get dressed and stuff and with the kids, and then I finally got back up, like that's when it started hitting even more and I could barely walk and I shuffled to the restroom <laughs> and I'm like I was thinking, I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this. I needed to pee really bad because I was already drinking a lot of water. And I was like, I'm not gonna be able to do this. I'm about to piss all over this restroom. <laughs> <laughs> I would
1: have been so mad. And you sit your little broke but, ass down.
0: Uh, but I, I made it. I made it. I was good. Um, uh, and then we went to the dock right after that. So I don't know. With all that being said, my back still hurts. Uh, I'm gonna try to like run tomorrow I'm done lifting for a while Um, I I haven't tried like running or jumping or anything and I still like when I take false steps or lean a certain way it still hurts Yeah. but I don't want to do nothing so I I don't know I'm going to do something maybe I'll just end up doing pushups or something but even that's like putting pressure on my back so
1: yeah because your core has to be tight
0: I will figure something out I will just walk if that's the thing Um, but I have to do something Uh, until I see the doc again. But with all that being said and, like, the injuries, like, I thought a cool topic to talk about on the podcast was, like, some of the worst injuries we've had or, like, the worst pain you've experienced in whatever. And I would imagine childbirth is going to be one of them.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it, but when I think... (laughs) And I don't know. I have very different experiences with childbirth than I would say the majority of people that I know who I've talked to about childbirth. Um, So yeah, we'll talk about like, injury. do you want me to just talk about that first?
0: Yeah, we can leave. Oh yeah. So that's going to be our topic. Like the worst pain or injury that we've, injuries or pain that we've been through up to now.
1: So like I have birthed birthed would that be the word birth three children um obviously the three girls um and i just had extremely fast labors i think we've talked about this on the podcast before but a few times um the first time i was in labor i was in labor for like four hours total um with Braylon I was in labor or with Elena I was in labor for like
0: an hour 20 minutes
1: maybe like an hour and a half yeah not even um and with Dallas they induced me I was on Pitocin for like eight hours with no con- well I wasn't feeling contractions I was having them but wasn't feeling them
0: that's not um, a long labor but it just seemed like forever after the other
1: yeah one. so I wasn't even in labor I was just on Pitocin to start labor and finally they were just going to send me home because I wasn't having contractions they broke my water and once my water was broke I think she was born like 30 minutes later or something arbitrary like that. But my labors were extremely fast. And while I will not discount that childbirth is extremely painful because it it is, but it's a pain unlike any other. So with Braylon, I had epidural, which was just a nightmare. Um, With Elena, I had her natural, like no pain, no drugs, no pain aid. And with Dallas, uh, I had an epidural, which was miserable at the beginning, but came out like, okay. Um, but when I think about the, when I think about pain in general, childbirth just isn't something that comes to mind. And I think the reason for that is because it's like such an intense pain that you can't really like put it into words, but it's like there. And then it's just gone. Like, like you're in so much pain, but in a span of like seconds, all the pain is gone. And it's like, okay, like that fucking sucked, but like it's over. You're not um like trying to get over it. And I never had a C section, so like I can't speak to that, but just having like natural births, um I I don't know how to like it wouldn't be in my top like painful moments because yes it hurt, but it was like oh, okay, it's over. <laughs> yeah. They're gone, um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think I've actually ever like sat down and been like, "What are my like top painful moments?" Um, I would say the. I mean, I'll talk about like the one that just comes to mind because it has had like lasting effects on me. It still has effects on me today. But when I was here in San Angelo as a student in 2008. I would say 2008 damn you're old Um, I know (laughs) um back then we wore BDUs so those are like the black and green uniform black green and brown uniforms and we had to wear black boots which required us to like shine our boots we couldn't just wear these like fancy I'm still in uniform right now guys so like just bear with me but we couldn't wear like these boots but we wore black boots and we had to take like this big ball of steel wool and like just scratch everything off the boots and then like paint them with this like super shiny paint that made them look super fancy. Well in the process of like scrubbing off the the old paint with steel wool and repainting my boots there was a little tiny piece about the size of like a millimeter um, of steel wool and it got in my eye but I couldn't feel it and I couldn't like see it. And for those of you who know me, I'm like super blind to the max, like Coke bottle glasses, crazy. I've worn contacts since I was like eight. Um, but it was in my eye. I went to bed that night and during rapid eye movement, that steel wool just like cut my eye multiple times under my eyelid. So like the... and. For those of you who don't know what steel wool is, it's it's essentially like a little tiny piece, like a thread of metal. Um, and so my eye was just like. Tuck,
0: tuck, 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 <laughs> ha, ha.
1: Um, and so I had like this super intense corneal abrasion. Like my cornea was cut. Um, my eye was like swollen shut. So when I woke up, my roommate like started screaming. She was like, what the hell is going on? I was in so much pain. Um, my eye was like watering and like goo was coming out of it. <sighs> And I remember going to the doctor and they had to like pry my eye open. Like they had to have somebody hold it open and they had to have somebody else like flushing it out. And finally they like saw the little thing that did it.
0: Did they give you like a sedative or anything?
1: No. Afterwards they gave me like a pain medication and a muscle relaxer to like relax my eye. And they gave me all this medicine. But to this day, like this, it is now 2022, 15 years later. I cannot deal with anything that has to do with eyes. Like, period dot. And that that eye trauma I had was like, I think stems back to that. But like, if the kids are sick, they can be throwing up, like, coughing everywhere, snot nose, and I'm good. Like, I'll just be cleaning, taking care of them, picking their hair up, like all the things. If they have like, that green goo in their eye oh man, my eyes will start watering. I'll be crying. I have to like go get you to take (laughs) care of it. And I just can't do it. And I mean, I can do it. Like I'm a mom. Clearly I can like push myself through it, but it is, it is not something that I envy. Um, But I would say that was probably like one of the injuries that man, like I never want to experience that pain again. So now if my eyes even start hurting a little bit, I'll immediately take out my contacts and put my glasses on. Like we're done with this for the day.
0: But yeah. Uh, that's horrible. Horrible. That's like traumatizing.
1: Yes. I think that's why I'm so like, because even now when Braylon, like this weekend, the girls had their first gymnastics competition. Um, and Braylon was like, can I wear mascara? Cause she's about to be 12. She's like in the whole makeup thing. And I was like, sure. Uh, we'll give you mascara. So, I started putting mascara on her, and it's literally something I do every day is put mascara on. But when I started doing it to her, my eyes started watering, my makeup was getting everywhere. I'm like, "Damn it, like it's just makeup, but just being that close to her eye was like freaking me out
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, my turn,
1: yep, you can go
0: so I have two like two that I'll bring up uh." That are probably, like, my most painful moments that I remember, right? Uh, But, like, I played football for years and years and years. So, I had all the standard football injuries, bruises, bumps and bruises, cuts. Uh, I don't think I ever broke anything. I think I fractured my rib. Um, Yeah,
1: but there's no way to fix that except time.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I don't know because I kept on plane i just had like the the rib protectors after that i had to use but it was like really sensitive um and then when you felt it it felt like a dent well to me it did anyway um i separated my shoulders like a total three times shoulders both of them yes so my right one (laughs) twice my left one once i uh, uh a bunch of shit with my knees and ankles uh hamstring pulls three of them I wouldn't even doubt if they tear, but I I don't know. They just oh my gosh, those hurt really bad. But I wouldn't mark that in like my top uh, pain. Um, but one of the the most like painful moments that I've had was both of these happened at my dad's house. So I'm not saying he's a bad parent or anything. I'm just saying it's just like that's where it happened. My my first one was when I got sick, and I'm pretty sure it was. Pneumonia, or I don't know something like that. I would imagine that's what pneumonia feels like. Yeah. Um. Or what's the other one? Tuberculosis.
1: It was not tuberculosis. Well, I know, but yeah, like a like where, just a breathing where disorder. You,
0: yeah, you struggle breathing. Yeah. Um. Because I think I've said this story on the podcast before, but I was like ten or eleven, um, uh, like either Elena or or Braylon's age, and it was wintertime, so it was like maybe after after october or in probably october like christmas
1: break or thanksgiving break
0: yeah so somewhere around there but it was cold outside and uh, me and my stepsisters like got this idea like let's dig a pool in the yard fill it up with water and then we'll swim and my dad like didn't say no or maybe he did and i said fuck it and we just we built it i feel like that's probably a better option yeah he probably
1: told you no and you were like <laughs> no sir
0: And the pool, it was maybe like a foot deep, right? So it was probably like a four by four with a foot deep. And then we filled it with water and we swam for like 10 minutes. And then we got out and that's it. Like we were done, right? Because it was so cold. But that night I just like got sick. And I was sick for like the next few days, probably longer than that. But what I remember is like I, I couldn't move. Uh, I could barely breathe. I had to take really shallow breaths because every time I I would take a breath, it just felt like somebody was stabbing me in like everywhere from like all over my chest and my stomach and my back, and oh my gosh. like this and is I,
1: why we tell you kids that you need a jacket and you need to listen to your parents.
0: Yeah, and I and I couldn't cry because if I cried, it would make it worse, and I. I don't know my dad like I don't remember him giving me like soup or like these drinks I'm sure he did and but I don't remember it what I remember is just the pain and then he gave me like a little bell all I could do like I couldn't even lay down I was sitting up and he gave me like a little bell and he's like just if you need anything in the middle of the night or or right now or whatever just ring it and I'll come help you probably there, yes and it was like every five minutes i was drinking it. he was getting pissed he's like what for as much pain as i was in like he was getting frustrated and i could tell and i, I don't blame him because just like going back and forth back and forth back and forth um and i don't know i was just it's so much pain and like to this day i'm thinking like man why didn't you go to the hospital or something i don't know maybe it wasn't that bad i just made a big deal out of it but I remember it fucking hurting and uh but I just got over it I guess like like any kid it just, it just passed but when it was at it's peak I just it fucking hurt and I just like the thing is like if you breathe it hurts that's what gets me it's like you gotta breathe to live but if you breathe it's gonna fucking be painful <laughs> <laughs>
1: like you telling that story brought up my most painful so I'll tell it right now when you finish.
0: Well, that's pretty much it. Like, I don't remember, like, the back end of that story or how I came out of it. I just remember, like, sitting in that fucking chair with the little bell and just, like, not being able to sleep. Did Carla not get sick? No, she didn't get sick. Like, she she didn't get sick. Not from what I remember. Like she was probably she was sick fine. as shit,
1: too. And you were like, I don't care because I have the bill.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she was probably
1: in the other room with a different bill. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah,
0: to be <laughs> honest, she may have been sick, too, or maybe got sick a little bit later. But uh, all I remember is just just me being there not being able to move and, like, scared shitless because I didn't know what was happening and I was hurting so bad. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Dang that's rough
1: oh yeah so like when you're telling that story I've been like I was trying to think and listen of like what my most painful moment is but it like hit me in while you were telling that story so when I was I don't know this was like not too long ago maybe like eight years ago I went through a stint of like three years in a row where like every couple months I was getting strep throat just like strep throat strep throat I was getting like tonsil rocks. Um, so if you don't know what they are, they're just like calcium buildup. That like, just these, sounds terrible. Like these little white rock. They're like hard like rocks, but they get in your tonsils and they just like smell like a dump truck. Ugh. And you, had, you like cough them out. It's, they're disgusting. Like I'm looking them right yeah. now. Um, and so <laughs> I was just getting them bad. And so I went to the doctor about it and he's like, well, let's just take your tonsils out. And I was like, okay, no big deal. Like, let's do it. No. And you know, everyone said like, as an adult, like it's worse because your tonsils are a living tissue that grow with you as you get older, um, so they get bigger. So when you're younger, they're cutting less tissue out. It's like a less of an area to heal. But essentially, if you've never had a tonsillectomy, what they do is they put you to sleep, go in with a scalpel, cut the shit out of the back of your throat, and then solder it, like set that shit on fire. And then your entire throat is a giant fucking scab. Like, that sounds horrible. It is horrible. It's disgusting. Um, And I just remember, like, losing an exorbitant amount of weight in the period of, like, two weeks while I was healing from my tonsillectomy. Um, I could not eat. I could not drink. I could not talk. Uh, It was miserable. And finally, like, the girls were just, like... And Michael, too, was just, like, constantly, like, come hang out with us, watch a movie, whatever. And so it was bath time. And I was like, okay, I'll get up and I'll give the girls a bath, like, and then I'll just go back to bed. um, And I got up. And I think I've told this story on here before, too. But, like, if you've ever given a small child a bath, I want to say Elena had to be, like, three, maybe three or four. And when they're getting out of the bath, they, like, stand on the side and you go, don't jump. And they go, okay, and they fucking jump anyway because they're a kid and they don't listen to you. So I was getting her out of the bath, and I was like, please don't jump. Like, mommy just doesn't feel good. And she jumped, and her head hit my chin and, like, jarred my teeth. And I just blacked out, like, straight up blacked out from the pain. Like, I fell. She fell. Like, it was miserable. And I just remember being, like, just getting up and walking to the bed and, like, not getting up for the rest of the night. Um, But that pain was, like, some of the worst pain I've ever been in. And one of the most annoying things about it, and I get, like, there's no good way to do this, but you can't swallow a pill, so your pain medication has to be liquid. But all pain medication has, like, some sort of alcohol in it. It's just, like, the nature of the beast. So you're essentially taking alcohol. Like, for me, I had liquid morphine when I got mine taken out, so it was, like, the good stuff, right? Um It was liquid morphine, but when I took it, it was literally like taking alcohol and dousing an open wound Mm -hmm. every time I had to take medication. So I wanted the medicine, but it hurt so bad to take it, but I just wanted to sleep so I wouldn't be in pain. It was like a catch-22, but now I tell people when they're like, oh, I just want to get my tonsils out. I'm like, unless it is medically necessary like it is a necessity not an inconvenience that you keep getting strep throat not an inconvenience that you have tonsil rocks but like it is a medical necessity don't put yourself through that same thing with childbirth like don't be a hero (laughs) get the drugs it's 2022 like we've leaps and bounds into epidurals and like all these things like get the medicine go on about your day live your best life like don't be a hero Um, but yeah when I think about like pain you saying it was hard to breathe. I was like, man, I wonder how that feels. And then tonsillectomy, Ugh. man, that was miserable.
0: Yeah, I remember when you were going through that. That was rough. Uh, you yeah. did lose, I think it was like 40 pounds. Over, Fast. At least, at least close to it. I and didn't
1: eat or drink anything. I'm surprised I didn't like th- That's have why. to go into the hospital.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, tonsillectomy is, I had it when I was in eighth grade and it hurt then. Yeah. So, I I remember telling you, like, this is not going to be pretty.
1: Yeah, I just... <laughs> uh,
0: it's going to be... It's going to hurt.
1: Like, the doctor was like, think about how much you think it's going to hurt and then, like, triple that and that's probably still not as much as it's
0: going to hurt. Well, at least he told you the truth. Like, But,
1: what? I don't know, like, I know a lot of people say this, but I really do like to think I have a pretty high pain tolerance, like, just as a human being. Like, pain is pain. Like, everybody's going to feel it, but I like to think that my tolerance is a little higher than most people. Like the things that hurt people or that people like take longer to heal from, like I can typically get back on my feet just a little bit faster. Um, Like when I had my uh, uterine ablation, like the next day I was up cleaning the house. I was doing all the things and they told me I was going to be down for a week. So um, I just – I wasn't mentally prepared for the pain that that tonsillectomy was going to put me in. It was something.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could only imagine so much before actually going through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I had it, they lied to me. They're like, oh, it won't be so bad. You're young. It's going to be okay. Like some people, they're they're eating cookies after the surgery. Thoughts. I was like, oh, okay, can't be that bad. And they're like, and we'll give you uh, pain medication anyway, so you'll be okay. Uh, yeah, that was totally wrong. I came out of surgery, and I couldn't even eat. I couldn't swallow, and when I did make the motion to swallow, it's just like it was hurt, pain, bad, yes, pain, pain, pain. And like the only thing they want they could give me were ice chips. I was like, "There's no way I can have those ice chips." And I told my mom, "I was like, hey, give me get the pain medication." I was like, she had me write on it on a paper because you can't talk. Uh, so I like tapped her and. I think I, I, I made the motion to like eat. eat yeah like eat and then I had to write down uh pain medicine or whatever and she I maybe I'm remembering it wrong but I wanna, I, I remember her like smirking and be like there's there's no pain medication <laughs> And that's probably not the way it happened. That's just like the way I'm remembering it. But she definitely told me like there you can't have pain medicine yeah, um, because you can't swallow it. And, you know, everything's through the IV and they're not going to put drugs in the IV or whatever. Or maybe they could. And she, I don't know. But I didn't get anything. And it just fucking hurt. Uh, and it wasn't long. It was, I think, uh, like the serious pain was probably just a couple of days. yeah. And then after that, it was just like having a sore throat but yeah so i can Not only imagine me, how bad it was for you um going yeah. through that Ugh. that's bad um so my my second i i can't rate these in order but just another like really painful experience that i had uh like physical pain uh again this was at my dad's house and i was always into into trouble at my dad's house um, and to to no fault of, of his own or anything like that, it was just I was just a kid, man. And I, uh, there's I'd just get so bored. much
1: like area to do bad things out there, yeah.
0: And you know, and my cousins were there too, so like we got into shit together. And you know, when you get together with your cousins or your friends, it's like, Oh, I bet you can't do that. Oh, don't be a <laughs> bitch. Oh, you're a pussy. I bet you won't. All that shit, and it played into it. So we did stupid stuff, but uh a friend a friend of mine who lived uh like on the on the next street over he had a four-wheeler uh, but it was like a like a kid's four-wheeler so it was smaller but it still hauled ass and uh he took off and me and my cousin and a couple of our other friends were just hanging about and uh he's like hey let's go take his four-wheeler. And they always left the keys in it so I was like fuck it let's go. And we went over to his house. We took the, we started up. We we started going on his four-wheeler. So we were just like joyriding on his four-wheeler. It's getting dark. Like you can barely uh, see outside. But there was a little bit of visibility, right? And uh, so the last thing we did was just go ramp. So I was hauling ass. And uh, my friend was riding on the back with me. And we hit a jump. And I just remember flying. And then the four-wheeler separating Um from me, and then, like, we're going flying in another direction, and we just, like, land, and I just remember, like, uh, we got up. I know my ankle hurt. I was like, fuck, man, I'm gonna go home. Like, this shit hurts, and, uh, so one of my buddies took the four-wheeler back, and then we all, like, well, I was limping, but we all went back to my house, and, uh, like, I guess my clothes were all fucked up because we were tumbling or whatever. And I sat on the couch, and I remember, like, Lauda was next to me. Or she was on my left side, and I, I sat on the right side of the couch. And uh, I was going to take a look at my ankle, so I put my leg up, like, uh, like when you cross your legs or you do the figure four on your legs. And as soon as I put my leg up, a bunch of blood spilt from my ankle onto my jeans. Like, if somebody took a spoonful of blood and just put it on your jeans. Like, oh my gosh. That's what happened because. Did she start freaking out? Yes. She started screaming. She's like, ah! <laughs> And she got up and she ran. And I think she went to go get my dad. And, but there was like a hole, the size of, the hole itself was like the size of a quarter. How deep it was. Like I could see into the hole. I want to say oh it was gosh. maybe like an inch, an inch and a half deep. And I s I wanna s I wanna say it was probably like a tendon, I don't know, but there was something running across it. Maybe it was just like skin barely holding oh. on or something. <laughs> but there was like a what what looked like a tendon that's running across the hole. So it was it was weird. Um but all that blood had pulled into that hole and when I lifted my leg it all shot out onto my jeans and I started laughing like I don't know if you it was shock. I don't know if it was shock or I was just like holy shit that's that's cool or whatever but like I giggled she took off running and then I don't remember what happened between then and then getting my leg patched up and this is where the painful part happened like that wasn't the painful part that part just felt like I twisted an ankle
1: yeah
0: and again my dad didn't take me to a hospital or nothing I don't know if it was an insurance thing or um he didn't want to like just duke it out with my mom or, or whatever. Um, so my uncle who lived across the street and I was playing with my cousin, he was like a nurse or he was going to school for his nursing degree or some shit, something with nursing. Uh, so he had all these medical supplies and, and, uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll patch him up here. And I was like, okay. So, uh, the next thing I remember is that we're in the kitchen, like the kitchen there that, that same kitchen, uh, um, they prop me up on the chair, and then they prop my leg up. Uh, my My uncle's across from me; He props my leg up on his on his leg, and uh, he gets tweezers.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Because he has like the flashlight, and he's looking in, and uh, he's like, "There's shit in there. I gotta get it out. I gotta get it out." So I'm oh, like, "What the my fuck?" Stomach, like, ugh. So, so he gets tweezers <laughs> and he starts picking at it, and he's hitting just like raw skin, nerve, whatever it is, he's digging in there and I I don't have any pain medication, nothing. Um so like I'm just they gave me a towel. They're like hold on to the towel. I bit on it after a while and I was like, oh fuck. Like it was hurting and I was holding on tight and uh still not the worst painful part. He was picking at it and he was picking out little black things. Like uh and he's like, this looks like like it's from a tire Um, to this day, I don't know how exactly it happened, but best guess is the tire rubbed up against my ankle and just like, since it was spinning so fast, it ripped open that skin. Um, but he was like picking out all the black stuff and he was doing it for a while, what felt like a while. And then, uh, he's like, okay, I got it all out. Now we got to clean it. I was like, okay, finally. And did it just—it wasn't—it like wasn't alcohol, but it—I don't know what it was. But he's like, "All right, mm-hmm. this is—is this is gonna burn? Okay, it's—it's gonna burn." And then my cousin Cindy, Cindy, if you're listening <laughs> to this, I'm sorry for this, uh, but like she's like, "You could hold my hand. You could hold my hand." I was like, "Okay." And then I—I I grabbed her hand, and I was like, "Thanks." And then I was holding on to the towel, and I was just like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" And then he started pouring the stuff in there. And it's
1: probably like saline water
0: i it was I, it was something, but as soon as he put he put it in there, it felt like I'm exaggerating, but it felt like they were cutting off my foot, mm-hmm. and I was screaming I was like and I started crying, I was crying, I was like, oh shit, this fucking hurts and then uh like when I finally came to after everything, then he was finally like wiping it off, and then he was gonna start taping it together, like not even stitches, he' was gonna tape it together uh like. I didn't pass out, but like when I finally realized what was going on, I like look at my cousin Cindy, and she's like holding her hand because <laughs> I was in so much pain and I was squeezing so hard, like it like fucked up her hand. Oh my god! And uh I don't think it broke or anything, but like it was definitely bruised. And she was like right there crying. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're
1: gonna be in pain with
0: me, it, yeah. And and I was little; it's not like I was a strong dude or anything. I was just but that much pain, just like yeah clenched up my fist and, and and hurt her hand and that was like the most was some of the most intense pain I'd ever been in
1: yeah.
0: it, it was just weird after that like uh my uncle just he 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 pinched it together and he put the like this butterfly the butterfly tape yeah. like that and he just covered it and uh this is gross but since he never stitched it together And, like, two days later, I went back to my mom's. She never knew about this until I showed her the scar, which the scar's pretty big, too. I showed her the scar afterwards. But, um, so he sent me with, like, hey, here's some supplies to, like, take care of your foot while you're out of there. And it was, it wasn't even much. It was, like, Band-Aids or something like that. And, um... When I went back to my mom's house, being a little kid, like I didn't really take care of it, it was just an open wound. Oh my um, gosh, and I would go like wash it out every once in a while, put a band aid, but it was like open, it looked like a bowl where skin was healing. Yeah, your scar
1: is huge there,
0: and uh, and that's probably why because even though he's like pinched it together and, and put the tape. It never stayed together after I left my dad's house, so it was just always open. Ugh. And then uh, one time, Chewy saw it. So a few days after the fact, I was in the restroom and I was kind of like wiping it off cause it was, and like peeling the dead skin it was off around itching, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Chewy walked in on the restroom uh, while I was doing that. And He's like, "Oh, what the fuck?" <laughs> He's like, "What happened?" And I told him everything what happened. He's like, "Oh man, we gotta fix this." And uh, he's the one, he, he finally like uh, he went to the store and he got me all this shit and like, he was cleaning it out with peroxide. And it's like, Hey, this is what you got to do. Clean it out with peroxide, <laughs> wipe it down. Like, uh, and then like, uh, put the bandages or whatever. And after that, then I started doing that constantly and he was always on my ass. Like, Hey, did you fucking do it? All right. <laughs> um, uh, it's not the scar would have probably been worse or they probably would have got infected and all fucked up or some shit. Um. But Chewy hooked me up, and then, yeah, that was, like, the most intense pain i would ever been through.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's, I don't know, like, I have all these little, like, snippets of memory, but, like, you remember being in pain, but I don't think, like, well, for me, anyways, I remember, like, these moments in time where I was in, like, significant pain, but I don't remember, like, the caliber of the pain. I just remember, like, being like, oh, man, that fucking sucked like I don't remember being like on a scale of one to super sad face yeah. I was a eight. you know like <laughs> I just remember it hurting because when I was a kid like so for those of you from Tennessee like the house that my parents still live in now was the house that I grew up in and we had like this huge backyard but our backyard kind of like sloped downhill into like these woods So in the summertime, we would take our trampoline and put it in the front yard because we're classy like that. (laughs) And we would take like the water hose with the like the sprayer that has like jet mist, all the things. And we would like duct tape it to the trampoline. And then we would like coat the trampoline in soap and we would turn the water on. So it would just be like all these bubbles and water. And that's like what we would do outside because we weren't allowed to go inside. And we were like ingenuity back then, right? So I remember like... Everyone was jumping on the trampoline, and we didn't have like nets or like the padding over the springs. It was just like metal bars, springs, trampoline like <laughs> that was it, so we were all going. We had got home from school. My dad was like outside with us. he had just got done mowing um and like we were ruthless. there was five of us, so like the twins Shane, me and Ashley, and it was like you got in where you got in, but like everybody wasn't stopping to jump so you could get on the trampoline like that there wasn't a ladder to get on it. It was like, you just ran and jumped. Yeah. Well, I like took off running and I went to jump on the trampoline, but like nobody stopped and I just timed it wrong. So when I went to jump, like the springs opened. And by the time that I could get up, they closed like right on my knee and just ripped a huge chunk out of my leg. My leg was like squirting blood everywhere. It was like a fucking movie scene And you could see, like, my part of the knee hanging from the spring. Like, it was a piece of meat (laughs) hanging from the spring. So, I'm, like, sitting on the steps. And I'm, like, fucking crying. And I'm, like, holding my knee. And I'm, like, took my pants. And I, like, went inside and got a towel. And I'm just holding it. And I'm just, like, hysterical. And my dad's, like, oh, like, stop being a crybaby. Just, like, rinse it out and get back up here. And I'm, like, "It won't stop bleeding. Blah, blah, blah. So, he finally takes me to the hospital, like, very begrudgingly. Like, not concerned that I'm hurt. It was just more of a like, you won't shut the hell up, so I'm going to take you to the hospital. Ended up having to get like eight stitches. Um, I had this huge gnarly scar on my knee that's super unattractive. Like, I hate it. Um, But I just remember being in so much pain. And then at the same time, I was just mad because my dad wouldn't take me seriously. And because my brothers and sisters were like, sucks to suck. Like, you should have been better getting on the trampoline. (laughs) And so like, it was in this... Well, no, I had just gotten off school, so it couldn't have been the summer. Maybe we were, like, going into summer break, but I had stitches, so I, like, couldn't go to the lake and go swimming. Couldn't, like, go to the pool with everybody. I just had to, like, sit over on the side because I couldn't get my stitches whipped. I was so pissed. Gee. But, like, it's one of those times where, like, you remember the pain, but it's not like... You remember the story more than the pain, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know, as a mom... I feel it different for the kids. So now I'm like, I'm not so concerned with me being hurt, but like the pain that the kids go through when they get hurt. Yeah. So this weekend the girls had their first gymnast- gymnastics competition. And on the first day Braylon had her meet. And of course I'm just like a, a grumpy old soul. So like all the things get on my nerves and I'm <laughs> like, I want the kids to do the best. I want them to have the best opportunities And so they were doing vault, which is essentially where you, like, run the length of the floor. And then you, like, jump on a springboard and, like, flip-ish over this, like, table. Um, It's called a vault table. I don't know. You can look it up. It's, like, the gymnastics, Olympic gymnastics vault. So there was this coach, and she kept walking, not from our team, but from a different team. She kept walking in the, like, middle of the lane where Braylon was being judged. So I was already pissed, like you know she's being judged. She's watching. She's like standing in that weird like hands back, feet forward pose so she can like do the thing before she goes. And the lady kept going in front of her. So already I was just annoyed with the setup because like they're running one way to vault and the judges are judging them. But at the same time as they're running, somebody is running opposite them to vault on the other side. So it's almost like Two lane traffic. Like there's somebody coming at you while you're running. Which in my mind would just be a huge distraction. If you're like trying to focus on the springboard. And where to jump and all these things. Well Braylon's first vault. Wasn't like spectacular. But it was okay. Like she didn't do too bad. And you get two goes at the vault. So she goes back around. I'm like all pissed. Because the lady's getting in front of her. And then she gets set up. And the gymnasts from another team. Are kind of like in her lane. So when she ran, um, one of the gymnasts stepped out. So she kind of had to like, I don't know, do this loop to miss the gymnast. And she freaking hurt her knee. And so when she went to vault, like both of her legs went up together and she just couldn't put pressure. And she fell and she immediately like grabbed her knee. Um, Oh, man. And I just go into like panic mode. Like my knee started hurting. I was having like pain for her. And I'm like, man, I just don't want them. To go through the same and I'm like, I'm a very big proponent of like, let's go to the emergency room for everything. And I think I'm like that because like, that's not how I was raised. (laughs) Like I was kind of like you where it's like, unless you're literally dying or need like stitches, we're not going to the emergency room. Um, so now, like, no matter what it is with the kids, I'm like, we're going to urgent care, we're going to the emergency room, like, you're getting health care. like, I'm not a doctor, I'm not trying to be, I'm not freaking cleaning out your wounds with peroxide, like, we are going to the hospital, and so, I don't know, I'm just like, I felt so bad this weekend, because I was afraid she yeah. was gonna, she's gonna be old on a podcast telling the story of how <laughs> she hurt her <laughs> knee and we didn't take her to the hospital.
0: Uh, I know, they're gonna be telling some kind of stories, but they can't say that we ne- we never took care of them medically
1: yes i remember (laughs) um i worked at subway and if you've ever worked at subway like you just get some of the weirdest requests it's like it's a sandwich like why are we why are you making it so difficult like i'm making you a fucking sandwich like this isn't some gourmet meal here well this lady came in and she wanted a salad and so with a salad, there's like all the things. You get like so much lettuce, so much spinach. There's like rules on how much you put on all the things. And you can ask for more, but you have to ask for more. We can't just give it to you. So she's like, can you chop up my spinach? And it's like, okay. So you got to get like a knife and like cut it up. And it's like, it's spin, it's bite size, but whatever. And then she's like, can you cut up my tomatoes? So I'm like cutting all this stuff. And normally this stuff isn't cut up. It's just like put in there. Well, at the subway I worked at, it was inside a... Gas station, and there was never more than two people working. So, like, typically me and one other person, or just me, or just that person, or whatever. And the line was always super long. Like, we never had lulls. It was like one of the busiest subways I've ever been to. And I'm like sitting there, and the line's long, and I'm like, fuck, like, this bitch wants everything in her salad chopped up. So, I'm like cutting (laughs) and cutting. And it's, like, the onions are already sliced at Subway. And she's, like, can you cut those? Can you cut the olives? Cut the olives? Like, seriously? I ended up slicing the entire tip of my finger off because I was, like, trying to go fast. And, I mean, I sliced it to where, like, the only way the tip of my finger was hanging on was, like, under my fingernail. There was, like, like it was flapping. There was blood everywhere. So they have to, like, shut down, like, sanitize everything, like, bring it back. So, um. I don't know what to do because I'm 17 at the time I drove myself to work. So I'm like, do I drive to the hospital? Like, do I just hold a towel on my fucking floppy finger and go to the hospital? And I remember it hurting, but not being like, I was, I'm pretty sure I was in like legit shock because I thought I was going to lose my finger. Um, and the lady who was my boss at the time was like, um, were you like following all the procedures? Like we need to see if workman's comp is going to cut, bitch I'm at work and cut my finger off workman's comp better cover it (laughs) and so I'm calling my dad and my stepmom and they're like you have to wait for us to get to the hospital and I'm like you're an hour away like I don't know what you want me to do so I ended up driving myself to the hospital like with my finger cut off get to the hospital they refused to see me because I wasn't 18 yet like straight up refused so I'm like just sitting there and then like the pain starts hitting me like oh, shit, like, I just cut my damn finger off, so I'm, like, freaking out, I start crying, luckily, um, like, one of my stepmom's good friends was there, and she's, like, Holly, what's going on, and I was, like, oh, I can, like, barely talk, and she's, like, 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 slow down, tell me what's happening, I was, like, I was at work, blah, 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 I'm telling her the story, and she's like okay so she calls my dad and she's like give me your consent to treat holly and he's like yes do whatever so she's like okay and she did stitches but i had like i want to say it was like 11 stitches just and it, you Dana, can still see the scar just for the tip of your finger. Mm-hmm, cuz it's like all, like it's legit all this all the way around um and they had to be like the micro stitches cuz it's so it's like such a tiny area yeah. um but like my fingers were taped together i had like this big bandage i couldn't use it i couldn't work um but man it was it's like those moments where you're like, it hurt, but like the caliber of hurt, Yeah. I just remember it hurt. Yeah.
0: No, I don't know. Like those, it's just, it's tough, right? Like you've been through a lot of other shit that's been painful, but for whatever reason, I guess, like you said, it's probably the story around it that you, why you remember it a little bit yeah. more or why maybe that hurt a little bit more than something else. Um, But I don't know. And I, I'm just like... I'm the same way with the kids. Like I get real paranoid about them hurting themselves and like, I'm just, you start, you're always thinking like worst case scenario. And like, I think, I don't know if this is true, but like, I think part of that is because like of all the shit that I went through and how many and how much a lot of these things were like really close calls. Yeah. Like this, all these things that we went through, like painful or not, it could have been a so hundred times worse. Like I could think of a bunch of shit. Like when I was six years old playing in the canal behind my grandma's house because I wasn't really being watched. I was under her care, but all she did was like feed me and, you know, be a grandma <laughs> if I was at the house, if I ran off with my friends, well, you know, I did whatever, but like we go in the canal and I got stuck in the mud there one time and I could have easily fell. And that mud was like above my knees. Like that mm-hmm. could have gone sideways. I walked home in kindergarten. I, I could, know that, that story stresses me sideways. out. It I was got, far across major interstates. Yes. <laughs> it, yes. It was across what is now a fucking highway. Like, and but me and my buddy we just walked home from school. You're like fucked the bus. We're walking through. Two little fucking six year olds. Like luckily we didn't get snatched up. We didn't get hit by a car. Uh like that shit. Or like when I was running around uh at my dad's house and it was like mostly empty desert, all the stupid shit we were doing, like we uh we we're messing around with somebody's horse. And, like, we could have gotten kicked or we could have, like, tried to ride the horse and got kicked off and, you know, get paralyzed. Me flipping on the – that four-wheeler, we went fucking high. Like, I could have easily turned the wrong way and landed on my head or my neck. Or I could have, like, broken my leg worse or something. Uh, Yeah. Like, and then getting sick, like, getting sick like that could have been so much worse where – I mean, they could have killed me, you know, yeah. It shit like that. Like I worry about that s- stuff with the kids.
1: Yeah. It's, I don't know. I try not to be a helicopter parent. Cause I don't want to be like, I don't want to swing the pendulum too far from the right. Right. We're like the same thing with us. Like we would pack a backpack with like some waters and some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And then we would just disappear in the woods for like hours. And those woods are like dense and there's like waterfalls back there and, like, how long would it have taken somebody to find one of us if we got hurt, you know? And, yeah. like, I used to – I think about it now. It's, like, like let's say one of us fell and got seriously injured. And then the other ones, like, ran back to get the parents. They would never be able to find us again, like, where we were at, you know? Like, within this dense woods. Um, but, I mean, like, when we went hiking at – I think we went to Burgess Falls in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Like just imagine the kids just going back there by themselves and like with no supervision with like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
0: And it's like. There's too much shit that can go wrong.
1: Yes. And you don't think about it when you're a kid, but I'm, I'm just so overly aware of it. And I'm, I know the kids get annoyed with me, but it's like, man, I just.
0: They they just don't understand the consequences yet. Yeah. And, and we do. And I, I think like, yeah, I'm a helicopter parent and I don't want to be. But I am and I think that's just because of the way that we grew up and I think most of our generation is that way. Yeah. Um Yeah. I,
1: it's just like a change in the cycle and and that's kinda of what I was saying. Like we went from like our parents like loving us and caring about us but also letting us like just wild out as long as we were outside to like we need to know what our kids are doing at all times with no in between and we need to be able to like swing 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 back to find that middle ground of like caring and loving about our kids but also giving them some freedom to be a kid and it's a it's a hard balance. But like when they tell you, like, that third kid is ain't about the business, they weren't lying. Because, like, Dallas, she just does stuff all the time without, like, Yeah. she just does it to do it. Like, the other day, I called her from upstairs, and she just sat at the top of the stairs and, like, slid all the way down. And then she just ended up, she was like, yes, mom? And I was like, you could have just broken, like, it was too hard to walk down the stairs. And she was like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like just the things that just injuries that could happen and I think like you said we just we think too much like worst case scenario but I'm trying to be better about it I'm trying to to not be so far so far right from the left so yeah
0: it's hard to though like I start panicking when we're somewhere and then like the kids aren't in my eyes like a field of view or yeah
1: yeah I I don't get too worried about that because like One, our kids are very vocal, but two, like, I have never met a child that has such a sense of their surroundings as Elena. Yeah. And I mean, I know anything can happen, but like if we're at a park or something, um, typically all the parks here are like fenced in. So if I stand at like the entrance of the park, and I know you can't get out of the park aside from like climbing a fence from the entrance where I'm at, um... That's just where like i'm gonna gonna hang out at, so
0: yeah, it's just, ah, it's tough, man, and then you know sometimes you let your guard down, it's gonna happen, right, yeah, um, and then, but I, I always get frustrated when I hear people, it's like, ah, oh, it's just right there there's there's no big deal, there's nothing to worry about, and I was like, I could think of a hundred things to worry about, yeah. but it's like you hear those one off stories like i I read the story a few a few uh years ago. 2019 because we were living at the house on base and I was, I was just like, so I was wrapped up in this story and I just couldn't believe it. But like this, I think this happened in the UK. Um, But this mom was, uh, she had a two, three year, like a three year old kid, a little boy. And they were, it was either a bus station or an airport. I think it was an airport. They were in an airport and she was like walking hand in hand with him. And then she was doing something at the counter and let go of his hand, right? And she did that for maybe a minute or two. Um, and when she looked down, like, her her boy wasn't there. So she's, like, frantically looking for him. Uh, well, what happened was these other kids, kids, uh, I want to say they were, like, 11 or 12 or something. Somewhere in that age age range. They walked by. And I don't know if they just, like, saw the opportunity or whatever, but they just grabbed the kid's hand, and the kid just walked off with them. And they yeah. were, like, talking to him and, like, being nice, and they walked, they walked, and they continued to walk. They left the airport. They went around the building, um, and as soon as they got out of sight and they weren't in anybody's view, they, like, tortured the kid to the point where they they beat him up. they They spray-painted his face. Oh, and they my. shoved batteries in his mouth and I remember that and, and his and his butt and well the kid died obviously yeah. but it was just like these two kids did that like in the in a minute yeah and, and when the the little boy was like a foot away from his mom and that's the kind of shit that's like fuck man I don't even want to leave the house yes but Like that tragic story, like I wish more people were – people are aware, right? Like bad things can happen, but just I I don't don't know. know. I'm
1: very cognizant in big settings like that where it's like the airport. I'm like, you will hold my hand. I don't care that you're 11. Like you are going to in some way, shape, or form be attached to me at all times. Um, Like Dallas is still little, so she'll like hold my hand. Elena's getting to the like – I'm too cool, and Braylon is like, please don't make me, but, um, I've kind of, like, gotten to where, like, I can just put my arm around Braylon, um, like, around her shoulders, and she'll put her arm around my waist, so it's like, she's not really holding my hand anymore, but, like, she doesn't know to me, it's just, like, bringing her in, you know, um, same thing with Michael, like, I would always do the, like, put my arm around his shoulder, and he would put his arm around my waist, because in those instances, you just never know, and it's just something that, like that fast. And when you're young, like obviously our kids are old enough to know, like, I don't know that person. But when you're really little, you're like, oh, a grown up holding my hand. Like, that's all, that's yeah. all you need to know. Like, that's the trust you have in people. And it's, oh man, it's, it's nerve wracking.
0: Yeah. It's fucking scary. Um, I get
1: nervous on like the kids riding the bus, like those simple things. I'm just like, man, cause kids are ruthless these days.
0: Yeah. I remember all the shit that went down in the bus. Uh, Um, on the bus rides that I took uh, mostly in middle school that was like the biggest time that I rode the bus quite often Um, like it was super rough and part of that is because like where we grew up but like even in more developed or nicer areas like the bus is still pretty ruthless but I think like the only thing that like uh, that kept me safe I want to say It's like I had a lot of friends on the bus yeah so it was kind of like well if you fuck with me you're fucking with all of us
1: yeah. and right? a lot of your friends were older
0: yeah yeah, yeah. they uh, yeah like Eddie and Rudy they were they were two years older so it's kind of like seniority type deal yeah but yeah so I had them and then once they moved on I was already in a higher grade I had my other friends uh, so it's like we were looking out for each other so Shit still happened, but it wasn't as bad as if, like, if it's just you. Yeah. So. I
1: don't know. It's, like, we went way in left field about being helicopter parents from, like, just painful injuries. (laughs) We just went
0: down a rabbit hole. But,
1: But yeah, it's, it's like, we went from remembering these painful moments as being kids to, I would almost say, projecting onto our own kids. Because we don't want them to go through the same things that we did.
0: Yeah, we do that. And that's, it's kind of hard not to. Uh, even when you're aware of it it's still yeah you still project on your kids
1: they've turned out pretty well though
0: so far so good (laughs) okay we're at an hour and five minutes so we can wrap it up there stop it there alright you got any words of wisdom?
1: sorry for missing last week guys we apologize it
0: will not happen again
1: and peace out Cub
0: Scouts peace out Cub Scouts we'll see y'all next week later